Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? You guys have come to expect nothing less from Kellen than a exciting greeting. I'm excited, man. We you just... are excited to be here. Why? Why are you excited to be here, Kellen? Because uh, we're recording, and I think recording 101, you're not supposed to share the date, uh, but we just got off of uh, our first, in a while, men's fellowship men's breakfast. breakfast. And so yep. had a, a lot of men from the church and even new new people, new yep. guys from the that are attending Compass or that are trying to see if they want to come to Compass. They were out fellowshipping with us and got a message from Pastor Mike uh, that was just it hit. It, it was nails, as it yeah. always is. But yeah, challenging on leadership. Leadership and just a great time of fellowship with yeah. men. So I'm, I'm fired up. And there was protein. And there was protein. There was a lot. It, we ran out of a certain protein. Yeah, one that comes from a pig. Bacon. Bacon. Yep. Bacon. And we always run out of bacon. I mean, you can just, the guys just go after bacon. I don't, it was awesome. And Kellen, what about the fruit bowl though? What, yeah. What? Kellen and I jumped on the serving line because I'm, I'm gesturing right now as though you guys can see what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> this, this is how awesome. we were serving. This is a quality podcast right here. <laughs> but we were, we jumped on to open up a second line because the line was just too long. So we were dishing out food and it was great because we got to interact with some men, but they would come by and they'd get their eggs and they'd get their bacon, they'd get their sausage and they'd get their potatoes. And then I was on the fruit bowl, and I'd be like, "You guys want some fruit too?" I'll, it was I'll like, pass. Ah, "Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, sure." Yeah, if I must, if I must add some color to my plate, and and they would move like a quarter inch of a, just, a clear spot on <laughs> the plate. So I, yeah, it's like a single grip. You want me to cut that thing in half? You got enough room for that bad boy on there? Yeah. But it was like they, they needed to go home and be able to tell their wives, hey, look, I, I had some fruit. It wasn't just all cholesterol. There was some fruit right, in there. Right, They'd be like praying that Ate the fruit, fruit and the sausage both get to the stomach at the same time. And the fruit's like, don't worry about it. They're with me. It's like right. the, the good stuff covers for the bad stuff at, at that point. I'm going to use that one. That's, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Man, we are, uh, yeah, it was exciting. And it was all of us together, right? right? And so many different backgrounds represented on that patio. You know, there was like 160 guys out there or so. And, you know, guys from uh, different ages, different yeah. races, different, you know, up, upbringings, different nationalities, different points of origin. Yeah. And yet we we're all there because we all love Jesus, right? Absolutely. And that's what unites us. And so, you're able to have these conversations in an environment like that and you walk away encouraged and you walk away going, man, this is great. And we love one another and it's easier at least, not easy, but easier for us to love one another in that context where we all share that common bond in Christ. Yeah. But Kellen, we wanna talk about on this episode, what about those times and especially right now during this politically, politically charged season, mm -hmm. what about those times where we interact with people who are not easy to love. What yeah. about those times where we interact with people that we just flat out disagree with? And what we wanna talk about in this episode is how can we maintain our witness right. and how can we maintain our love for other people uh, when we go up against those that are even hostile to what yeah. we believe in, hostile to the things that we hold dear as brothers in Christ. Yeah, and I think that happens more often than not for us, right? And when we talked about this fellowship breakfast, that's not every day, uh, most of, all of our men are typically going to work or you're in your neighborhoods and you have people that just are not on the same page. You know, they got their, their state and their claim for a presidential election outside or vaccine, no vaccine or mask, no mask, or, you know, this religion versus this religion. And that's 
typically majority of the t- majority of your week is spent with people that are not aligned with you. And so, yeah, I think an important topic is to find out, well, how do we handle that? I know for me, when I first started working, um, my first job job was at Target and I worked in the corporate office or in the stores, but uh, in HR and Target. And <clears throat> I remember working in that job and I just, I didn't feel connected with anyone. And this wasn't from a, a spiritual standpoint, but I just didn't feel connected. There were so many people that just were so diverse from that standpoint. And so I wanted a job where people sort of shared my passion, a passion that I like I and mean, enjoy sports and, you know, fitness and whatnot. So I got in the fitness industry and I'm like, okay, now I've, I've made it. And I get to work with all these people that share this passion. But then I so started to realize maybe we have a passion for fitness, but then when it comes to you know, how we, uh, our outlook on life and what, we, what we're geared towards, again, it's completely different, and I had to deal with that, and those were a lot of my conversations is working yeah. through that um, and having those conversations and having to live peaceably, peaceably with those individuals that I'm working with. I'm, I'm right. rubbing shoulders with every day. Right, and it's hard, and, and, and men, we shouldn't be surprised by this. Jesus warned us about this, right? John 15, Jesus said, John 15, 18, if the world hates you, know that it's hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. John 15, 23, just five verses after that, he says this, look, whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. Uh, John 17, right? Two chapters later, Jesus in the, the, the high priestly prayer of Christ, right? He's praying on behalf of the disciples. And he says this, I've given them your word and the world has hated them because they're not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So men, in a very real sense, you and I, uh, we, we should we should expect opposition. We should expect this friction and this tension that Kellen was talking about there. You can have surface things in common with the world. You can have surface things in common with your, your neighbors, even just the zip code that you live in, your street address that you live on. But there are going to be core elements of your life that are in tension with the world because the world system, as John says in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, the, the, the world and everything in it is passing away, right? All, along with its desires. And those desires are not from the father, but of the world. So we want to talk about, Kellen mentioned that phrase, how do we live peaceably with all when we face opposition? How do we walk away from a conversation with a neighbor who's got a bumper sticker on the back of their car that may have a different political candidate's name on it? Mm-hmm. How do we walk away from a conversation with them uh, in a way that's going to please the Lord? Yeah, and uh, the great verse to uh, to just sort of ponder that question is Romans twelve eighteen. Um, it says, "If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all." Mm, depends think, on who on that? Yeah, it depends on on you. Live peaceably with all, not some people, not the people that agree with you, but all. That word is, is, is there and it's clear. And what does it mean in the Greek, Kellen? What does all mean Come in on, Greek? man, right off, the, right off the top. I, just, I mean, I'm, I just throwing pass, you, hold on. I'm throwing you a soft toss, dude. It means all in the Greek. <laughs> it means all. That's why it says all right there. It's not a trick question. <laughs> why, are you trying to, why are you trying to be tricky on me right now? <laughs> it just, I'm just trying to get you to, to help them. I thought you were, we're trying just to throw emphasizing all right, just the simplicity go. of it just means all. <laughs> It just means everyone, right? It's, Paul's not being like, Kellen's like pulling out his Greek thesaurus now I'm, going, wait a minute, what is all? What is all? Right, I don't, yeah, there you, I don't. Go. there you go. Yeah, uh, this is quality. This is quality radio. <laughs> it is. 
yeah, live peaceably with all. Yeah. Okay, so Kellen, who's all in my life? Yeah, so all, all the people in your life. So anybody that God's put in your life and, and understanding that, you know, there's there's not a mistake. People didn't just show up randomly in your mm. life. Like God is sovereign over all. Yeah. God is sovereign over every conversation, every interaction that you have and understanding that, you know, the intention for us is as Christian believers, as Christian men, is not to go and just be with people that are gonna agree with us. Right. Right. We we wanna be around our our brothers and sisters in Christ, but you know, as we've talked about many times, the our great commission is go. Right. Go make disciples, right? And you can't make disciples with people that are already believers. It's good. I don't want right. to dis- discount that because it's encouraging and we need that, but our goal is to go out to the ends of the earth and the ends right. of the world and right. be able to share Christ with people. And so, right. yeah, that, that that all is there. And then it just says again in verse 18, or excuse me, verse 19, it says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Uh, so understanding, again, as we talk about these disagreements, uh, it's important for us as Christian men to keep our eyes focused on Christ. And so, you know, sometimes we get so set in our passions and our convictions that we have, and really they're not even rooted in Scripture. They're rooted in in, in self, and we, we become defensive on something that, you know, it, it might not be a situation that's worth the argument. It might not be a right. situation that's worth the conflict because right. that conflict could hurt our witness. Right. Now we've getting, we've gotten to the point where we've made somebody so angry and we've right. caused so much division that we can't even share Christ. Right. And so I think, obviously, any time that we're getting into these debates is how do we transition this conversation and get it back to Christ? Right. Because our goal in every conversation men with unbelievers should be to move down the ball down the field towards trying to win the soul, not the argument. Uh, if you convince your neighbor who is in a diehard evolutionist that creation is right, but you never get to the gospel, then eternally you've done nothing for them. Right. If you convince your neighbor who wants to vote for the other candidate that their candidate is wrong and your candidate is right, well, you've done nothing eternally for them. If you convince your family member who's pro-abortion that that's wrong, that that's murder, that, that they should choose life instead, but you never get to the gospel, you've done nothing eternally for them. Mm-hmm. And so we have to come back to, we need to win the soul, not the argument. And for so many of these things that we're, we're so passionate about and so many of the, the, the source of so much of our conflict with the world comes down to the fact that they're not saved. Yeah. And so if we will focus first and foremost on that problem, yeah. in addressing the gospel with them, if we can get God to truly cause them by his grace to be born again, to become a new creation, well, then these other things are going to fall into place yeah, along absolutely. the way. And so our goal is not to, to go to war with your neighbor across the street with political yard signs, right? And yeah. see who can put more political yard signs in, in the, the yard and, and outdo who. No, your goal is to love them and to pursue them with Jesus. But back in, in verse 18, so we talked about all, which in the Greek does in fact mean all. So... It, but what about the the word the Greek translation "pas" is what I was going after. Okay, why don't you extrapolate on that one? <laughs> no, I just, just wanted to say that you just wanted to show everybody that you knew Greek. <laughs> yes, pas. Kellen Allen, everybody. Kellen at compasschurch.org. I just, if you've I just got I any just questions, my comments. Second Greek course, so I, I wanted to at least. It, yeah. it, but that is correct. Well done. And <laughs> All right, well, I'm done. Let's get off well of Greek. Pronounced. Let's go back to English. Anyways, okay. if possible, so far as it depends on y'all, it's you plural in that, right? In verse 18. But I want to talk about that for a second. So far as it depends on you, Mm -hmm. man, you have an onus to live peaceably with everyone else as, as much as it depends on you. So what does that mean? Well, that means at the end of the day, you need to examine yourself 
with any conflict that you have in your life and say, okay, how am I responsible for furthering this conflict? Because if you are responsible for furthering the conflict, well, then Paul would say, hey, dude, you need to, to check yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to, to live as, as much as it depends on you. You need to make sure at the end of the day to say, I'm not doing anything to further the conflict here other than to be faithful to what Christ has called me to be faithful to, right? right? We're not called, in our, we're, not, I'm not, we're not asking yourselves, yourself to, to compromise. We're not asking you to, to let down your guard theologically or doctrinally. But you need to make sure that at the end of the day, like Kellen was saying earlier, you're not avenging yourself. You're not trying to take things into your own hands, that this is not about your ego in this conflict, um, that you checked all of that at the door and that you can say at the end of the day, look, it, as far as it depends on me, everything that I'm able to do, I'm pursuing and striving for peace in yeah. this situation. Yeah. It, we, my Chelsea and I went to visit um, her grandparents. That was a couple weekends ago. And, you know, what was interesting about it, they they live out in the desert and they live in a senior com- uh, community in literally every house. It's like Biden or Trump, Biden, Trump. And I, in my mind, as I'm driving through this neighborhood, I'm like, man, how do you even live next to these neighbors? If you're just stating your claim right on your front yard, it's like, hey, your right. sign is a little bit on my yard and I don't support that. Um, yeah, I just, I had a question. I'm like, is, is everything okay over here? Do y'all have like you know, senior citizen, like squabbles out there with the their rockers and their canes, yeah. like lining Most up Braveheart style yeah. for battle. <laughs> that would, oh man. But we had a, uh, it's way too entertaining. It, way too entertaining, uh, in 115 degree weather. But yeah, we had a great conversation and, um, I love talking to her grandparents and they're not believers, but what's great about the conversation is we're able to, to talk about the gospel and talk about, uh, you know, even politics, but they know me well enough by now, like we're going to get to the gospel. And it's not to the point of like, I want to force them to love what I'm saying, because as you mentioned a lot of times in our college ministry is that there has to be a heart change first. Mm -hmm. As we go on campus and try to uh, tell somebody, hey, you should be doing this, you shouldn't do that. And all of these sort of works-based things. Well, if there's no heart change, if they haven't been spiritually circumcised, right? then there's no interest for them to change. There's no reason for them to change. So we need to go after the heart. And so going back to the conversation with our grandparents, it's like I always like to stop at mid-conversation and just say, like, we're talking about politics, but understand we may not agree because my outlook and my end goal is totally different from yours. I would love for you to have the same because there's hope in all of this. It doesn't matter who gets elected. At the end of the day, Christ is in control. And he's sovereign overall, but just making sure that even in these conversations where we have disagreements, take a pause to get it back to the end goal and make sure the person that you're talking to understands that's where your ultimate authority is, not in this this current debate. Right. Right. So what about my neighbor then, Kellen, who is just obnoxious? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not my neighbor per se. I, I hope they're not listening to this going, wait a minute, <laughs> you're I talking about me. Door to him. <laughs> no, but, but what if I'm out there listening to this and my neighbor is obnoxious and they're rude and they're, you know, they, they ripped my Trump sign out. I don't have a Trump sign in my yard either, by the way, but if they ripped it out and they tore it in half and they threw it on the ground and they're just, they're, they're hard. It's, I mean, we're not talking like we've got a little petty disagreement when we get to the mailbox at the same time about who's going to open their mailbox first. No, this is like, they're aggressively antagonistic to me. How do I live at peace with that person? Yeah. I mean, to go back to the scripture that we just read in Romans, understand that God said, vengeance is mine. Right. And so living peaceably with them is look, if that's setting them off, then, you know, maybe that conversation is not 
for them right at that point in time. There's other people that God has put around you. You've right. got people, uh, your other neighbor on the other side, or people right. at work, or people that are in your local right. grocery store that may be the fruited, or you know, the, it's it's more ripened for them to hear the uh, the gospel at that point in time. Maybe it's not that point in time with your neighbor, and maybe your goal right then and there is like, how do I just live peaceably with them? How do I get on the same page to where we can start having more rela- relationship as opposed to you continuing to poke the bear and and never get anywhere with it. And so, right. Uh, and we see that in scripture. We see Jesus as he's, um, you know, sharing truth and, and presenting himself as the ultimate Messiah to people. It's not a cookie cutter reproach. It's not every person has to hear it this way. I'm going to say it the same way. It right. depends on where they are right. um, and where, you know, God may have softened their heart. Uh, a little more, maybe they they're ready ready to receive uh, more of the gospel. Maybe they're not re- ready to receive it at all, and your goal is to build that relationship with them so that they can trust and care for you. Yeah. And then later down the road, that they can be uh, ready for the gospel conversation. Right. And and Paul says in that passage, Romans twelve, where we've been kind of camping out in this episode, Romans twelve fourteen, and he actually says, "Bless those who persecute you. Bless mm. and don't curse them." Right. And after saying, "Hey, vengeance is mine," he says, "Look, on on the contrary." Look, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. So it's not that we're like trying to be nice going, <laughs> I know this is really making you angry yeah. and our niceness becomes <laughs> passive aggressive um, in that. But but honestly, I mean, it, it does become a, a, an act of judgment on them. If sure. if you know if we as, as Christians are just being kind to them and that's not our goal in that, but that's the reality of what's actually taking place there. But in that context, yeah, look for ways maybe you set aside what the, the real source of conflict is, right? Yeah. So like something like a yard sign, just given our season, okay, I'm going to pull that out. I'm not going to put it right next to your, your yard. If that causes you to be angry with me, yeah, it's not worth it, right? right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set that aside. Um, and then think about, okay, what are some ways that I can bless them, mm-hmm. right? I see their trash cans out after trash day. I'm going to pull their trash cans back up for them. I see their newspaper lying, if anyone gets those anymore, lying on the driveway. I'm going to carry <laughs> that up to the, the stoop for them. You know, I'm gonna bake them. I'm not going to, but my wife is gonna bake them some chocolate I was ask cookies. Ask you some questions about that. What's your go-to and uh, and bring them over? I, yeah. I mean, look for little simple things. As much as you may not want to do that, as much as you feel like, oh, man, that grates against everything in me because our flesh says, no, dude, I, I want my pound of flesh. I yeah. want to get back at them. Right. No, look for ways to build those bridges so that maybe they're gonna be more willing to hear you out in the future when you have an opportunity to tell them about Jesus because that's what we're after in this is, is to be able to do that. Yeah, and again, what we've gone back to time and time again is like we just never know what God's doing in a person's heart. And so regardless of what they show externally, they may be angry, they may seem like they're the person that's most opposed to Christianity on this earth. But that, that's not always what reflects inside. Oftentimes, the person that's most hostile to it is because God's working on them, and you know they, they're, they're trying to fight it as right. much as they can, and they want to show this hostility because they just want you to get away. Right. And right then, God can save anybody right away, at the drop of a dime right away. And so just understanding, yeah, there, there's work to be done in these relationships. Right. It's, it's not going to be easy. And sometimes, you know, you'll talk to somebody about Christ and you'll have somebody say, you know what? I need Jesus. Can you share the gospel? And you're like, wait, wait are you serious? Are you, 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 there's no opposition. You just want me to share it? Yeah. And there's other times where you're going to have to work at it to yeah. pray about it, pray about it, and continue to serve them and bless them as you talked about. Right. Right. Well, men, we know this is a, a season of built-in hostility for so many people in so many environments with uh, an election around the corner, with all this pandemic stuff going on. Um, we, we know that, that conflict is ripe and the enemy loves nothing more than to see Christians hurt their witness by being 
just vindictive and angry and harsh and passive aggressive. Uh, so men, let's, let's rise above that. Let's rise above our temptation to make this about us and not about Christ and not about God. Uh, the call as Christian men is to die to ourselves, to take up our cross daily, to die to ourselves, to get ourselves out of the equation and to make sure that we are living for Jesus. And so, man, that's what we'll be praying for you this week as you strive to be quality men of God, living peaceably with everyone.